Welcome to life on earth. Welcome to life on earth. Welcome to life on earth. I'm happy now. You know, thank you for joining me for life on earth. Uh, <clears throat> work on that voice there. You know, Nico Satiricopoulos during today's edition of the Daily Objective. They did the Thursday Collective. You've got to hear their election wrap up. But he mentioned, you know, the Robert Nasser is a nice deep voice. So I guess I need to capitalize on that. I have told this story already. So here's the quick version. Last month, Amy Nasser and I were, we presented an episode of our Sunday show, Five Minutes with Robert and Amy Nasser. And the subject was my top five tips for happiness. I gave five tips. One, two, three, four, five. Number two. Number two was called Be Present. Incidentally, links to that show and all the other links I'll talk about today are in the show notes, the description on YouTube, as well as on my Facebook wall. I gave that list, top five tips for happiness, can't fail, do these five things, you will be a happier person. Number two was being present. And as I mentioned before, I got called out, got called out for woo, yes, woo, mysticism, fuzzy thinking. Okay. Except I'm always willing to concede that the problem may be with my presentation. You know, and a huge shout out to my defenders online. A lot of people, especially in the John Galt line of Facebook group, did come to my defense and to the defense of the concept. But I've always got to acknowledge if my message doesn't come across, the first thing to do is say, maybe I didn't say it well. So I was determined. You know, this is the month of Thanksgiving. I do want to thank my accuser for this opportunity, and I am determined to take advantage of this opportunity to do a better job. And you who are watching, you who are, uh, I see you in the chat. Thank you for that. You who are watching, you get to be the judge. Woo or powerful skill? See what you think by the time I'm done here. So today, what being present means and what it looks like. And I want to run through with you a quick, fun, valuable, powerful exercise, or maybe two, as we did during the episode of five minutes. Because presence, presence is an art, not a science. In other words, it's a skill. It's something you do, something you practice. So let me just read real quick. It's just a couple of minutes, just a minute or two. Read what I said during that five minutes with Robert Naomi Nasser episode. Tip number two is presence. Oh, what do you mean presence? Send presence, super chat. I didn't say super chat at the time, but that's what you can do. Put in a super chat, ask a question about this as I go along. That money, that money supports the Ayn Rand Center UK. And that is what you want to do to keep these shows happening, keep the organization running, keep us all going strong. But no, presence, practice awareness, mindfulness, be present, be here. Now, you know, you have a body, you have a mind, and both of them are receiving near constant stimulation. And it can be a challenge to rein in all of that. And in a way, you don't want to rein it in. You don't want to repress yourself, really feel it all. But do feel it all, experience it all, master it, presence. 
be here now. Now, if that sounds really, really woo, and yes, I did use the word woo in the episode, so maybe I seeded that thought. Anyway, if that sounds really, really woo, fair enough. But some people prefer to say, be in the moment, which I think is a little too limited. But if that works for you, that's great. We've done some fine, fun mindfulness exercises before, and we'll do them again. You know, sit up straight. Open your eyes a little wider. Whether you're sitting or standing, whatever you're doing right now, here's, here's one a little variation, which we've never done before. Sit up straight and do this with me. Sit up straight. Open your eyes a little bit wider. Chin up. Now, here's what I want you to do. Eyes forward. Open wide. Do not avert your eyes. Pick a spot right in front of you. Look at it. Now, see what's going on. Now, don't move your eyes, but see what's going on on your left. Don't move your eyes. See what's on your right. This is your peripheral vision. See what's without moving your eyes. See what's over there. And feel what that does for your level of awareness, for what's going on in your consciousness, for how you are reacting to your own senses. Now that you see what's right in front of you, but you also see the room. So I've got north facing windows on the left here, and I'm getting indirect light. And I've got a, a great print by John Wass, the artist on the wall uh, over here. And I know that if I was looking at it, it would be beautiful. But right now I just see the colors. It changes your state to activate your peripheral vision, to not move your eyes, but realize you've got a whole field before you. And most of us only ever focus on that 10% that is right in front in the sharpest focus. And that's as it should be, that's how vision works. But you practice this, you do this a number of times and you will find that you can expand both literally and metaphorically. You can hear more than you realize. You can feel the clothes on your back and the breath inside your head. Adding that awareness without taking anything away from your conscious awareness of what you're thinking and what you're doing. You can actually heighten your sense of presence, heighten your awareness. Being present is something you can exercise, something you can increase. And once I've gotten good at this, all I need to do is remind myself in any given moment to ask, am I present? Am I really here? I mean, committed, not distracted, all in. And this magnifies experience. It makes any minute you live through worth five minutes, 10 minutes. It's like getting more oomph out of every moment. If you're prone to distraction or overthinking, increasing your presence increases your focus. It takes all that extra bandwidth that you've got, where you're also thinking about you know, what you're going to be doing next or or what you said to your girlfriend earlier, or what you wish was happening right now, and what's going on tomorrow. It takes all of that bandwidth that you're using on all those distractions, takes it away. 
you have a bigger sense of what's going on. There's no extra bandwidth. There's no extra brain for all of that when you magnify your presence. Now, that, that's the end of what I said on uh, a couple Sundays ago. And rereading that, I see that I didn't go into much detail about what makes up this kind of presence because it was just short. It was one out of five things that I talked about, just a couple minutes. So we do an exercise. What is being present at its most concrete, specific? What are the elements? You know, there are a few elements, which is why there's not a synonym for this. It's not the same as awareness or focus or, well, what are the elements that come together to make this powerful concept? This, this is invaluable. One element of being present is being in focus, choosing to bring your mind into full focus in the objectivist sense, whether focused on a specific thought, action, entity, or simply ready to focus if necessary. If you're not familiar with that idea, I just want to quote from Opar real quick, Leonard Bigoff. To focus one's mind means to raise one's degree of awareness. In essence, it consists of shaking off mental lethargy and deciding to use one's intelligence. The state of being in focus, in full focus, means the decision to use one's intelligence fully. In situations where one not, one's knowledge is already adequate, Full awareness does not require any new conceptualization. It is attainable by a simple directing of attention. In such cases, one is in focus. If he does not relinquish control of his consciousness, his mind remains self-aware and self-directed, and he is alert to the possibility that a process of cognition may be required at any time. For example, you may be walking down the street, looking at passersby and shops with no question preoccupying you. Well, this qualifies as an instance of full focus if you are carrying out wide awake a mental purpose you have set yourself, even a simple one, such as observing the sights. It qualifies as focus if you know what your mind is doing and why, and if you are ready to begin a process of thought should some occurrence make it advisable, unquote, from Opar. But being present includes much more than just this prerequisite, being in focus. Being present also includes being aware of your state, several specific aspects of your state, and being aware of your purpose. So for example, being aware of where you are, being aware of why you are here now, being aware of how you feel, how you are, the state of your mind and your body, your current level of energy and resources, what have you got ready to bring to bear to this moment? And the concept includes being engaged, actively interacting with what's going on, adopting a manner of mental, intellectual, not just readiness, but enthusiasm energy. And to the extent you're interacting with other people, being direct, open, engaged, connected, not looking or thinking elsewhere, being with them. Now, modeling is really powerful in this context, which is why I bring up exercises. I gave the peripheral awareness exercise. 
There are many more exercises for managing your state, your state of consciousness. And the more of them you master, the greater control you have over your state and by extension, your presence. You know, I often use boarding a plane, boarding an airplane to elevate my awareness, my energy, my enthusiasm, my sense of power, gratitude, optimism, and self-control. So add this to your arsenal if you haven't already. You may have already heard and done this. Uh, imagine you're in bed in the morning and you're feeling low or just so-so on energy and enthusiasm. Think of the feel of your bed linens and your pillow. Feel your eyelids. They're half open, half closed. And then you remember with a sudden start, wait, I have plane tickets to Hawaii. I have non-refundable tickets for a flight that leaves in 90 minutes. Now, if you've been there, if you really think about it, you model this, you role play. Feel the excitement, but also the tremendous urgency of that moment. And you've had that feeling before. Maybe they weren't tickets to Hawaii. Maybe it was a job interview. Maybe it was some other opportunity. Even if it was just waking up late for an appointment, you've had that feeling. And just by calling on it, just by remembering it or modeling it for a moment, you can transfer that. Not just the feeling of energy, but the heightened awareness, that super focus that you have. When I think of heightened awareness, I think of the, uh, the last time I had a, a firearm pointed at me with malice. It's amazing how much smarter you become. Now, some people don't, they panic, but I found enormous clarity when somebody robbing a, a restaurant I was running at the time pointed a gun at me. You don't, and you don't just get smarter, you become more present. You think as well as you can think, as quickly and as carefully as you can think, what is my next move? What is the answer to give to whatever this person is saying that is going to eliminate the threat until this situation ends? Heightened awareness, heightened consciousness. And having been through that, you can call on that. You can say, well, what did that feel like? And can I do that now? You know, practice this a bit. I prefer thinking about airplanes or late appointments than guns pointed at me. Practice this a bit and you can easily call on that feeling in getting up for work or any other chosen value, which may not feel chosen or valuable in the moment. We often say, I have to do this, I have to do that. I like the line that Ayn Rand quoted. She, she knew somebody who said, Mr. They ain't nothing I got to do but die. But yes, in any of those moments where you're feeling those burdens, it's a good way to think about it is, well, okay, I have to do this, but how would I approach this if I got to do this? It's that transferable part that is great for expanding presence, expanding being present. Uh, similarly, you, you might know all the things you would need to do to book a trip to Hawaii. It might not make sense for you to do that right now. You might not have a budget for it or the time off work or even the particular interest versus other things you could do with those resources, but you could book that trip right now. Might require borrowing money, using a credit card, hitting somebody up for a loan, but you could be on that plane this week. If you've been on an airplane, you know what that feels like being on a plane to somebody somewhere that you really, really want to go. 
despite the annoyances of airlines these days, you know the excitement of being on an airplane to someplace you really want to go. And you could do that. If it was a life or death issue, you would find a way. If it was a life or death issue, you could be on there this evening. And if you spend some time thinking about that, spend some time considering what it would be like, say, to have that vacation planned, those tickets bought, that feeling of settling into your airplane seat. Let's put you in first class for that. After boarding, you're on your way. You arrive at the airport and a Uber or a taxi cab takes you to your bungalow and you have an itinerary planned out and there will be music. There will be dancing on the beach. There will be warm water for swimming. And you can take that sense of fun and adventure and fulfillment and you can apply that to this moment right now, whatever you're doing. Hell, even listening to this show, but wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And you think, wait, what? I'm not on a tropical island. Wouldn't it be faking reality to shift those feelings onto this moment? Well, why does this even work? It works. And it is reality-based because there is something in your life right now that you might not be mindful of, you might not be focused on, you might not be present for it, but that could be a source of joy, enthusiasm, gratitude, excitement, passion. If you refocused, reapplied your ability to capitalize on and appreciate values in your life. This is the same way that music, music can change your mood, can change your state, because the values represented by the music you listen to, the music that you play, the joy, the enthusiasm, the happiness, the excitement, the passion, these are already in you. The music simply taps into what you've already got. And so too, any of these presence exercises can tap into the feelings of joy in the moment, confidence, joy in your mind's functioning in the moment, charm, humor, engagement with people in the moment. You know, listening to music that changes your state or looking at artworks or watching a sporting event that does the same thing. This is not evasion. This is state management. This is self-mastery. Don Watkins has a great talk on YouTube. I got to hear it live at this year's Ocon in DC when he originally gave it. The talk's called, Don't Be Boring, Winning the Attention Game by Don Watkins. There's a link in the show notes for this episode. What I want to add is, if you want to break through, if you want to develop a bit of that star power, which we really need in objectivism right now, don't be boring, but also don't be bored. Part of star power, the star power that draws us to very attractive people, movie stars, people we really admire, part of it is their engagement. They see you, they see the world, 
they have enormous presence. And part of that comes from being, or at least appearing to be, present. People we admire often have enormous presence. They own whatever room they're in. Their smile lights up the room. You deserve no less. You know, there's a connection between this kind of presence and being present. On HBTV, Monday, October 24th, a couple weeks ago, during the Ask Harry Anything episode, Dr. Binswanger was asked about Ayn Rand's favorite artists, performers, dancers, and he gave one example among many, Rudolf Nureyev, the Russian ballet dancer who came to Paris to tour with the Kirov Ballet Company in 1961. And quoting Oleg Ivanko, the 26-year-old Ukrainian dancer and actor who plays Nureyev in the 2019 film, The White Crow, like a wild animal out of a cage. You know, Dr. Binswanger described one scene from a ballet in which the dancers are performing while Nureyev is sitting. He's on a throne, he's watching the action. And in the theater, all eyes were on Nureyev. He's just sitting there. They're not looking at the dancers. They're looking at Rudolf Nureyev. Such was his extraordinary presence. Now consider the charisma, the expression, the posture, the bearing, the intensity, the intensity of being, which makes such a man more compelling to the audience than a stage full of dancers who are actively performing and giving it their all. There's a scene in Ayn Rand's novel, Atlas Shrugged, in which Dagny Taggart is having a conversation with the protagonist. After a long silence, she asked simply, almost wistfully, what is it that you're all doing here? Living. She had never heard that word sound so real. Now, I won't spoil for the first time readers with too many explanations, but this state, this state of living simply, passionately, and fully as an end in itself, this is a state which all too many people, including a substantial number of objectivists I know, rarely experience. And it's not always for lack of philosophical guidance. It's not necessarily owing to some psychological issue. To experience life as an end in itself requires, among other things, a love of living and like focus that joie de vie, that lust for life, is a prerequisite to achieving that feeling. Yes, you do need the right ideas, which will empower you to take the right actions. But you've also got to just actually experience your life, your values, the simple fact of being and being alive. I love Catherine Hepburn, who famously said, I never lose sight of the fact that just being is fun. I never lose sight of the fact that just being is fun. 
You know, I've seen people get the ideas right and the virtues right, but never get around to experiencing the rewards. Presence exercises can play a small role in this context. Stoicism, rationalism, not philosophically, but psychologically. This is a challenge to overcome, and it is hard to break through to people who just don't think in terms of mindfulness, intentionality, intensity, engagement. But I'm willing to give it a shot. You know, regular viewers and listeners of this show, Life on Earth, know one of my favorite expressions is we, you know, fans and admirers of Ayn Rand, students and advocates of objectivism, we should own this, usually in regard to difficult concepts. We should own the concepts and the products to the extent that they have a reality basis and a real value of domains such as coaching and the coaching community and motivational speakers, inspiring and empowering practices. You know, it's outrageous that there are gurus and preachers out there that can bring their disciples, their congregations to tears when we've got reality on our side. And there is nothing more inspirational than a life well lived in reality. And so too with being present. If there is anything to presence, we as objectivists should find out what it is and capitalize on it. We should be the ones who can explain why a nature retreat or a fire walk has power. And if there's any value, reality-based rational value to be gotten from mindfulness, meditation, presence practices, we should be the ones getting it. From aphorisms to affirmations, if it's good, it's ours or should be. Anything less than that would be a failure of selfishness. And we can't have that. So in the future, I plan to expand on these kinds of concepts. And in the meantime, by all means, be wary, even skeptical of woo. And there's a lot of it out there. But don't be dismissive. If you can see there's questionable practitioners dominating a field or a practice, don't be dismissive if it's an area in which you can see that there is something important for you. Let's get that value. You know, we are smart enough to separate the wheat from the chaff. Never lose sight of the fact that just being is fun. So sit up straight, chin up, not exaggerated. Just open your eyes a bit wider. Now add a bit of a smile. Adopt the stance of a cheerful, competent, powerful man or woman. You, the real you, but you in your very best moment. Thank you for being here now.
have a focused, mindful, passionate, magnificent life on earth.